Self-Discovery Radio, the discovery of self is but a show away. With over 1,800 shows and growing, we bring you those liberating stories that help you on your own life's journey from every single topic you can think of. The only common denominator is authenticity and being in your meaningful purpose. Come and read our new e-book, plus see our discovery store and what wonderful tools we have for you. Do enjoy our shows and don't forget to share. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Positive Vibrations Roundtable. I am your host, Sarah Troy, and my repeat guests are Kimberly Brown and Christina Hill, along with her guardian angel, Othella. Today, we're going to be talking about what are the spiritual masters, the gurus, the oracles. How do you become a master? Are you meant to be a master? Are you meant to be a person that leads others down this divine path? Or is it just a question of mastering your own life? finding the master within yourself, your guiding master that's there. We're also kind of being wary of those with the neon sign saying they are the master and they'll lead you to the heaven land. It's taking ownership of our own lives, our own path, our own beautiful divine spirit, but tapping into the masters maybe that have gone beyond and how we listen to them and be guided by them. But most importantly is how to recognize it how to recognize, how to tap into it, and how to tap into the mastery of life, of living, of this beautiful divine life that we've been given, and all its wonders and wonderfulness. No, we're not in La La Land. We completely understand there's a whole load of stuff going on out there in the world that is just horrific. But unless we feed the beauty, the love, and the possibilities, all we're ever going to be doing is living in the fear. And that fear gives control to those that like to keep us in fear. So let's step into our own mastery, our own beautiful divine love, and find out what it is that we can do to empower our own lives and the lives of those around us. Kimberly formerly was a nun. She's done a wonderful journey and complete redirect on her journey, a spiritual journey to embrace and light up everybody's life that she touches. This is her fourth show with us and a delight to have her back. Christina um, is kind of newer to the game where Othella came to her some years ago in a meditation and speaks through her to guide those people that are in transition and crossing that path. And both of them truly are utterly a divine spirits here to serve um, the world, to serve us into embracing that light and that love and all those possibilities that we can both have. So welcome back to the show, Kimberly and Christina. So great to be with you, Sarah. Thank you. Really looking forward to this deep, scintillating conversation. Mm-hmm. Kimberly here. Thank you. Thank you both, Sarah and Kimberly. What a joy and what a magnificent introduction. I, I just see this mm-hmm. as an opportunity for opening and for those listening to just kind of breathe it all in and, and let the air out um, to and open the door really for our own natural guru to you know emerge exactly. naturally. Exactly. And and no fuss, mm. you don't have to get down cross-legged on, we're going hum-ha, you know, and be a guru in a different way. So, um, Kimberly, I'm going to start with you. I, I really encourage other people to go back and listen to all of your shows because they're all very diverse and different. And they tell your personal story as well as other cr- roundtables that you've done with other people. But uh, for this show, I'd like you both just to give a little synopsis of, of your journey. And I'll start uh, with you, Kimberly. Yes. Um, So I have, from a very young age, experienced Source, the Ineffable Spirit, God, uh, as lover. 
and it resulted in a love affair that exploded into a lot of delightful, unitive experiences, uh, mystical experiences, that I would call them, which eventually led me to want to be in a monastery so that I could throw myself into the arms of the Beloved. And I had the joy of being a Carmelite, living in silence and chanting and meditating for ten and a half years. And then love drew me forward in a new turn on the same path, uh, to to be that love with others, to be a facilitator and a friend that they might experience this wellspring within the very center of their being and be able to embody it right where they're at in the life they've chosen. Hmm. Beautiful. And and that's the point, isn't it? It's, um, a lot of people think that you have to be you know that nun or something else and and really when it comes down to it it's it's how you live that godly presence in your everyday life christina a little bit about you well i came from also an early age just um with with many many gifts spiritual gifts and you might call them um and I say that with quotations because I, I think everyone has this, um, the ability to see. I was able to see, perceive, feel beings, entities um, that had were either in transition or had already crossed over. But, of course, a closet psychic and, and had to cloak, very much cloak and, and, um, and hide my gifts. Um, and then, you know, my road has been one of um, shadow and, and darkness, addiction and... And um, just just battling demons, just just dragons and demons, and and really trying to um, to come to a place where I could master my own mind. Um, and so through that journey, um, I, I I had to learn my lessons through pain. So so I, I came to kind of the the pinnacle of that, and that was in 2015. And I had just. What, what I, I could only describe it best is just saying an awakening, but I know this this word tends to get used a lot. But an awakening um, where I met Athella, and Athella came to me and said, "Look, you know, you've you've chosen this. Here I am. Um, th- this is who I am. This is who you are, and uh, you're going to uh, just be a vessel, and and I'm going to work through you, and we're gonna we're gonna do some some good healing on the planet, and I'm gonna strengthen up your your gifts. And we're gonna tone them up, kind of like." Um, endurance, physical fitness for mm-hmm. for channeling, <laughs> and then she she taught me step by step how to channel um, in the best way possible and to be really a facilitator for her. And so ever since then, she's been the director CEO of of the company, um, the organization really that uh, provides me with a a platform to be able to share that with people around the world. And she's done amazing healing um, and sharing and just sitting with. Um, other individuals from all different backgrounds. Um, so, so that's really how I arrived on the scene is very much, um, not something I planned on at all, but rather something that I, I just felt compelled and called to and, and love arrived and, and I answered that call. So. Well, as you said, not mm. something that you chose and that's the point, isn't it? Is that when we're ready, it's already chosen us and the paths that it takes us down you know the pain or the the suffering the turmoil are all kind of lessons of of understanding of uh, finding our inner courage our inner strength but also our inner empathy of understanding uh, you know um, 
and then the strength to overcome by igniting with that divine spirit and and then through that then being able to help those that are also going through pain and suffering because you know what it is so we don't necessarily always choose our path it's chosen for us but if we pay attention we'll be able to walk that path so much more easily without you know battling um if we quote give in to it right kimberly mm-hmm. Yes, and you know, my book is called, Christine, it's called Love Calls, so I, I, I know, so your language is so perfect around it, I totally agree, and what is so delightful, as I have found through experience with others and myself, is this answering is to that arising invitation that will never go away, ever, it is always calling, always gently beckoning, always inciting, always igniting. And sometimes as human beings, oftentimes we're so heavy on the self-judgment mm. of what we're responsible to do, right. what's on our shoulders, what we need to initiate in order to say yes to our path and to rest into the the experience that, oh, there is a source and a spirit that is already sustaining me and I'm just simply saying yes to that. Mm -hmm. I'm responding to a love that is just coming to me with so much juiciness. Mm -hmm. And you know the the, the point love um, we think how can there there be love when there's so many horrors? That is the human condition and you know love is the divine condition and it is that relationship with love that we want to have because in love there is such truth. Um, oh. and such purity that that's where our peace lies and uh, you know when we understand the turmoil is not the answer but when we discover what the peace is we're going to do everything we can to preserve that um, so love rules in my book um, Christina yes. you know I know that love is very much part of your language as well I absolutely um, I just I, I sit you know in the in the silence there is love so we often, I, I think in our world, the way it goes is we have, we don't have enough opportunity or rather we don't give ourselves permission throughout our day enough to sit in the silence and to embrace what is already, as Kimberly says, what is already available to us. And that is love and the silence, um, within, contained within the silence is love and, um, Hello? Hello? Oh, we've lost Christina. Oh, she, she's one oh, with the love. Oh, of oh the we, yeah, you were in the middle of love there, Christina, and we loved you. Bring the love back. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> bring the love back. Right. Bring the love, bring you slipped into the silence. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, I slipped into the silence. Yes, and, and, sorry about that. I'm coming in and out. Hopefully you can hear me now. Yes, we can. Um, Yes, the silence, though, embracing that silence is, I believe, it's my perception and sense of things that that is embracing the love. So even just taking a pause to breathe, which we just did, (laughs) (laughs) you know, to take that throughout our day is is such a gift. What a gift that Mm -hmm. is. Um, And and it's just such a a fast way, really the fast track Mm -hmm. to embracing love on all different levels. Um, And and as we, we talk about making that conscious choice to switch from 
the atrocities that we see in the world and what we see in the media and the news and we make that conscious shift, I believe that we can do that with, with very simple things, you know, watching, watching the rain come down, um, watching our children play, you know, sitting with our pets mm-hmm. and, and the love just, it stirs and, and it's always there. As Kimberly pointed out, love calls. It, I love that, that title. Here we go with love again. And it's so true it, and it never leaves. It never fails. Uh, it's just, um, it, it's, it's awesome. It's pure awesomeness. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, a lot of people think that, um, you know, to be of service, uh, or to connect with the divine love. Now, you know, we're not talking about religion here. Um, we're talking about, uh, and it doesn't matter what faith you is. I love what the, pa- the Pope says. I don't care what faith you're in as long as it's based in love and kindness. And that is the common denominator. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we know that we see an awful lot of faiths out there or religions that it's all about sacrilege, you know, sa- you know, being sacrificial, um, either sacrificing something else or sacrificing themselves, um, you know, uh, denying themselves life, denying themselves love, because that love is only for the gods and it's not a human condition, which I completely and utterly disagree with. And I think that uh, God's gift to us is that love. And when we understand what that love is, we're truly now in his language. Um, and, uh, you know, it, if we, where does this come from? Or do you think this was the kind of the human condition, the human control of to control the masses by making them that everything to do with with God had to be as a servant? Um, I'm going to hit with you on this one first, Kimberly. Sure. Well, I I tend to shy away from generalized statements as though organizations or personages are seeking to control. I my counsel would be out on on a deduction like that. Um, that control happens because we come from unconscious places that that love hasn't yet touched. Mm-hmm. That does in mm-hmm. effect happen, but that it would be a direct intention. Um, I. I haven't, I err away from that. However, when I think about the divine coming into form, you know, I believe we're the, we're the divine pulse, and that in the end, God, spirit, source, whatever language we use, will be all in all, and is all in all in the process. It's just a matter of we're experiencing light and light unseen, a certain concealment to the light that gratifies and we're not understanding how do we work with it? How do we not separate out and individuate when in essence we're coming from this oneness place and we're still working out our power issues around that. Mm -hmm. So I think the notion of being of service has a, a limiting factor to it but on the good end of that notion is this attempt to give context to, oh, we are part of a greater good. We're meant to be a kenosis, an outpouring of that. Yeah. Where we fall short is we think then that that means there's meant to be pain and suffering. That mm-hmm. that means and the pain and suffering element isn't a, a meant to be part. Right. of concealment coming into light. It just 
happens to be part of our process because we're still unconscious. Um, so, so that's how I would speak to those notions. And unfortunately, since we are so young in our evolution as a species, we still don't quite understand this notion of what it means to serve, what it means to alpha, oh. what it means to be united in love. Right. And um, we we still want to make distinctions so that we can chunk it down and put it into practice. Yeah. I know, Christina, you're chomping at the bit there. Let it out, girl. Oh, yeah, I know. I, <laughs> yeah. I, know. I just, I, I feel that. it. It's like pouring, the outpouring. I love these words, too. It's, it's, first of all, I'll just say on a side note, it's so lovely when, don't you find, Kimberly and Sarah, don't you find that the, the language that we're able to sort of encapsulate all of this, it mm-hmm. seems to be advancing so that we can describe a little bit better um, all of these concepts, that we can talk openly about it, and, and we're just, we're evolving on a conscious level. I, I do feel like we're at the beginning stages, and I know we did a show most recently about our advancement in terms of moving dimensionally, mm-hmm. advancing from third, fourth, fifth, and, and what these levels mean. Um, and of course, those are concepts, right? Those are titles and labels. But but we're we're finding, I think, now that we're able to speak to them in a language that's more clear, it's more um, light-filled mm-hmm. and truthful, and it just feels good. So it feels good to have mm-hmm. even this discussion right here. It just it really it chimes on so many levels. Um, hearing it and then speaking it. So I think our language is evolving with our ability to be open to all that is in our consciousness. But it, I, I have to I have to agree with Kimberly. I, I think now my sense, my perception now is that we're we are becoming awakened, of course, and we're we're moving forward. And as we do. We're moving into this fifth dimension, you might say, and then we are presented, life is presenting us with opportunities to have gurus, teachers, um, those who are feeling called or led, they're, they're emerging, and with it comes the responsibility, I, I think responsibility is the best word here, mm-hmm. to, to, to both show and show up and shine and at the same time to be very authentic in it and and yet you know to not um put up the neon sign as you said right. and and to give oneself into the the spiritual because there's there, there's a lot of spiritual ego i think it's a walking a very fine line between shining um as who you are and being off service if that's your um conscious choice if that's what you choose to do then and and also that that difference um, of of deciding then that you will um, make yourself of service and and be a leader and and sort of fluff the ego in that way inflate the ego in that way and and I don't know it's just a very it's an interesting topic then um, so people are kind of we're wanting leadership as we move into fifth dimension we become more conscious and awake and we need support. Lots of it, and yet we want and we need these authentic yes. voices, you know, authentic, without 
the ego, like absence of ego. I, th- and yet I think I think if somebody is in the fifth dimension, that the ego is already being left behind. I think that's still kind <laughs> of, you know, you know, the it's, it's very much a third dimensional thing. The fourth, you know, you've got people on that bridge, that fourth dimension, the awakening. They realize there's something more. They want more out of it. The consciousness is awakening. The heart is awakening. That desire for love and that peace and that you know kindness towards man is awakening. And I think that's where you'll see. You know the the people, as you call the the, the eco spirits that are out there, uh, that are still kind of maybe still trying to steer people in the wrong way. And I don't think it's done out necessarily out of maliciousness. It's still kind of the trapped in the, the human side of things rather than the spiritual side of things. I think when somebody's already in that fifth dimension, they're already a master and a teacher in, in the pure source because you can't be in that fifth dimension unless you are. Um, yes. You know, your vibration is raised to such a level. I'm going to just give a quick little example here. It's something I've used in my own practice. You know, take a ruler of 12 inches. I know everybody's thinking centimeters nowadays, but sorry, go with me, folks. I'm British. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I like (laughs) that. So you have your six to 12 inches that are already your kind of your fifth dimensioners. They're people that have already embraced the love and the spirit, understand, you know, what their purpose is here. And they're already in that love, various stages of it, but already in that set of love. You have these kind of four to sixes that are people that are on the bridge. They're awakening. They know there's something more. They're working hard to embrace that and let go of what does not serve them. But you have those one to three piranhas, and they are the crisis junkies. They love the drama. They love the, I call it the, you know, the CNN sensation. Fear, disaster, Mm. the end of the world, the acropolipsy. They love it. They thrive on it. And they go after the four to sixes that have just been beautifully filled with love and hope and possibilities, and they suck them dry. And, you know, I think this is what I'm talking about with, you know, the neon-like people where they come in, I will save you. What I'm really going to do is suck the life out of you because that's what keeps me going. And I think this is where, when you are on that bridge and that awakening, I think a lot of being insular, kind of going into yourself, being selfish, taking that journey in and blocking people out uh, to a point at that time is because you need to know where your own switches are, where your own buttons are. Uh, in order to know how to recognize those who are truly, sincerely there to help you. So that's my perspective on it. I'm going to throw it out to you guys. Uh, Kimberly, I'll go with you first. Um, so can you say the question in, in another language as well? Yes, yes. So um, my belief is is that when you're on that awakening is that there is a time where you really have to switch off the outside and take the journey on the inside to recognize who you are from the inside out because it's only when you embrace yourself from the inside out do you understand what the calling is on the outside Um, and we have to kind of switch off from all those other people that promises the promised land um, and look for that promised land within ourselves ourselves that's it's a journey we have to make in order to get to that next stage does that make sense to you Yes, yes, and they both made sense. I just and that that's perfect. So, one of the adages I love, uh, I I love many of the more ancient tantric texts, and one of the principles or the belief, the cosmology is as within, so without. Mm-hmm. And I find that as we are being inspired, somebody speaks a word and it touches our mm-hmm. hearts. Some event happens in our lives and it shakes things up. 
maybe uncomfortably, maybe in an expansive, consoling way. All of these pieces are a way that we are resonating because we're calling it in. The very essence of our being is longing to embody spirit here in this world, which is completely from the inside out. And we get these cues from the outside, and it's true. We can halt the process or or pitch our tent to something on the outside thinking that it's there. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, in time, it will be destroyed. Um, mm-hmm. Scandal will happen. Inner loss will happen around it. Something will let us down. As a way of reminding us, oh, that resonance, though, was because it's within me. Mm-hmm. And the light for me of, of becoming fully of what we are, and I tend to think that we're moving away even from the word master because mm-hmm. a master is a setup. It has a dualistic notion to it because mm-hmm. even to be a master or embody a master is in relationship to something. Yeah. Uh, so I think eventually that language will even fade away. Mm-hmm. And there really is only the inner awakening in which the divine is having a multiple expression and we find that not only is everything in life our teacher everything everything is bursting with this point of grace because we ourselves are that very point of grace so it's just meeting like to like like to like and the more we meet like to like and allow that to arise within the more that external construct that it initially gives us a sense of security we can trust it we can rest mm-hmm. into it mm-hmm. but as it lets us down it is so that we discover the revealing of that uh, formless security that we mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. yes that's how i would speak to it yeah beautifully christina i have to say overwhelming yes and I think life speaks to that as well with a yes. <laughs> so we open up to who we are. And, and I guess it's also a, a question of in your, in everyone's experience in their journey, you can kind of gauge where you're at with all of this is how quickly, how swiftly can I return to source? I, I, I become aware that I've fallen off. Something has risen up in my experience. It, I'm in the upset. I'm in the swells of, you know, I'm riding these waves or I just feel lost. And then how quickly can I become aware and then become one again mm-hmm. with, with source or what I identify as source? So I guess that's also something that I would speak to on, on this is, it begins within, of course, because that's we, we are connected to all that is the mover and maker of all all of life. That's us. So, so the more in alignment we are every second of our day, and when we fall off or when we step away from that, and I I kind of liken it in colors. For me, it's it's I see a world of colors. So, for me, it's shadow or it's shades of gray, and and then a return to light. And mm-hmm. if you're someone who sees color a lot, then you can identify with that. For some, it's more visceral and you feel it in the body. Um, but, but I think the, the practice could be, it's just 
how quickly can I um, become upright and feel anchored in the formless, you know, and and stay in that in that wave in that in that pulse. As Kimberly, I just I love this language again. That pulse, um, staying in that as a lifestyle and not as a one-time, second-time event, or not when you when you need something or when you're. When you're feeling, when you're seeing in your external world, things are collapsing, right? There's a collapse. And then you're going to go ahead and go on the inside. I mean, that's fine. That's how most of us arrive. You know, we, we, we awaken in that, in that way. But it doesn't have to be the case. You do, do not have to arrive to that, um, you know, that, that conscious alignment. Uh, with the formless through pain, you you right. can choose, you can elect and choose consciously to to remind yourself to to be in alignment with all that is. You know, for me, I often kind of refer to things like as as a symphony, and each one of us mm-hmm. is an instrument in that orchestra. And you know, when we have the right music, we can be a part of that symphony. And the music that we make is is crescendo. It is harmonious. It, it it's not a question of a pitch up and a crash down. It is about of an expansion and an embracement, and to be a part of that collective music um, by bringing our own souls um, instrument to to the orchestra is is where the kind of the authoria of life is. It's where the truth and the nectar and the supreme love is is gathered and it's but it's for a lot of people it's like how do i find my instrument you know what is it and and sometimes we do have to go through the falls in life um you know in and get up many times maybe before we realize what it is is our calling our meaningful purpose and when you step into that calling and that purpose in truth in trust in love which is then is of service to each other in this world. That's really when we, we kind of find that in, instrument to play, isn't it? And um, and it comes from within. Um, I'm just going to give a little example here right now. There's a young lady on America's Got Talent whom I've interviewed a couple of times. Um, she's actually on air with us right now. Her name is Keshi, and she's a burn victim. of uh, 65% of her body burnt from a plane accident. And you know when you see her obviously you see the burns but when she speaks the inner beauty of her resonance shines out and you see the absolute beauty of her and then she sings and that love and that passion and that music that saved her life comes through every note she sings this is her instrument in the orchestra and it's so beautiful and you know that is something that lifts us up so much and it gives us so much hope and courage and and want to be a part of it. So, you know, this is the way I see people coming into being. And each one of you had your own journey into being what you need to be. And, you know, as we've said, the first thing they need to do is you have to be willing to go in. The answers on the outside are only to indicate what's on the inside. But we need to find that inner instrument um, in order to know what role we play in life. Um, so, you know, again, as you said, the word master kind of becoming uh, obsolete, a different terminology. And we talk about oneness 
and it is being at one with self and the universe, isn't it? Um, so what would be the kind of words that you would prefer people to use as an empowerment of their own mastery without being a master? Kimberly? Oh, that's really nice. I like where that's going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> that's really an interesting question. Because as, as you both were sharing, I was reflecting, you know, enjoying the context and the sophistication with which we're talking about this. Uh, there is something incredibly beautiful that as we lose the individual self into the ineffable self, the individual self becomes a full expression of all it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. So it's scary for us as human beings to think, oh well, but I'm me, you know. I'm, I'm I will lose me, uh-huh. and yeah. <laughs> while there can be a lot of ways we we build a lot of judgment and unworthiness and all this stuff that we have around it, I find there's something incredibly beautiful about wanting to not lose the individual self, because it is a gift to actually mm-hmm. be a human being and be mm-hmm. alive. So understanding the context that the the loss is only the loss of what is the limited ideas of self, I would think embodied self, embodied fullness would be some of the the language. The, the, The diversity is simply the diversity of the ineffable coming into form, Mm -hmm. of uh, awareness, of consciousness, becoming expressive and her knowing herself. Mm -hmm. We are the desire and the fulfillment of the divine. We are the desire. That's why we've come forward and we're its fulfillment when we live that fully. So I'm not sure I have some key phrases that would replace this idea of being a master or being a guru other than what sounds really watery like the full self God fully manifests as the human being fully alive that we are fully a human being uh, that's some of how I would, would speak to that but you've got me reflecting I'm, maybe some time will come forward with something a little more succinct <laughs> that's fine because it's changing you know sometimes we, we look for these complicated wordings when really it's just quite simple isn't it you know? yes. Yes. Christina what's yeah. your view on it I agree. Simplicity. Just think of it when you hold and you can you can hold this image um, of yourself as a child, and and here you are. You've got the the dandelion um, in front of you, and you're blowing it, and you see the pieces of it blowing away, and that's a very vivid. I mean, you're blowing it, and you you got the the feelings, the breeze, and everything. I mean, that's very simple. Um, but there's so much going on. I mean, the, the, you know, the complexity of where those seedlings are going to land and then plant another dandelion. The whole life cycle is happening right there. So, so for language, I believe again, I have to say, I think we're only able at this point, it's my understanding, I believe that, that we're only able to point towards that which is happening and, and just kind of be in awe of the beauty of, you know, becoming this self-realized sort of 
fulfilled, um, completely whole human being. And, and yeah, I, I think it's hard to succinctly, you know, we, we look for that too. As humans, we, we want to have this, um, catch all phrase, you know, mm. this quick, quick go to. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I think it's more about, and I think it's designed this way too, actually. I think universe has, has mapped it out great, um, to where we, we actually need to experience more often what it feels like to be, um, connected and and then the words will come and so we kind of look and we grasp for for the words and i love though that i love savoring this type of uh, conversation and and what it feels like and i think if we can capture the feeling and the feeling that you're experiencing as a listener right now just that that as kimberly calls it the resting you know resting Mm -hmm. in then as we capture that more and more in our the rhythm of our daily life, comings and goings, then then the language appears. It just kind of kind of pops into our mind. I I think Athella has called it light streams. You know, things that just fly in and and you know all oh. and and it'll be different. I think for everyone, you know, when you are really aligned with yourself, you've you're on your inner path and you feel very much in connection to all that is and your source and then I think the language is, is really secondary. The, the experience becomes the primary. Oh, and listen to that! <laughs> <laughs> we have somebody contributing here. Well put, well put. No, that's fine. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm oh. going to hit a word that I love very much. Um, hold on a second. Oh dear. Um, is actually, um, the word I love is knowingness. It's the one I, that, that has always been with me. It's always part of me. It's always, you know, very much, um, and it's, you know, for me, it's coming into your gut, that divine knowledge, resonating with your heart in resonance of truth and love, going to your spirit into action and your mind knowing what it needs to know at the time it needs to knowing it in, in trust and, uh, acknowledgement and no need for validation. And I think when we're in that stream of knowingness, we know we have that channel, that divine connection, and we don't need to have an explanation of what we know. We don't need to validate it with anyone. It is simply truth. It just simply is. And when you can step into that, it's like there is your partnership with the divine. There is that wholeness of being where you have that connection. So I would probably say instead of words of masters and things is that we're looking for connectors we're looking for people that can help us connect to that divine source that gives us our meaningful pap- uh, purpose um, because they have the tools, because they've, you know, they've learned them along the way. And I think the best teacher are those that have, who have been taught by life experience. Yes, I love the image of points of light. You know, when I think of the universe and well, all creation and we find within creation there are these points of light that illumine and it's a qualitative experience it's not so much of a it's there's not a hierarchy it's not a distinction mm-hmm. it's not a this nor that it's more of a quality and when i have met people that have magnified themselves as and allowed themselves to be magnified as a point of light in in a vibrancy that's strong there's something then within me and others that will shift. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And that shifting is always just a coming home to self. So it's not about coming to them as a point of light. It's that mm-hmm. them being their point of light calls forward the light that may not be as magnified within me. Yeah. And the same on my part, as much as I am magnifying as a light, then it touches the light within others. And there may be a misunderstanding for a moment, like, oh, there's the light and point to it. Like, actually, no, it's the pointing is only happening because the light is happening. So I, I like that because it's such a relational mm-hmm. way of, of speaking to it, even though it's a little bit more of a, a either somewhat esoteric or even somewhat the physics level uh, rather than the spiritual language. It, it seems to be versatile enough to 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 speak to that. And, and a true guru, if we were to use that word for me or someone that is truly a spiritual leader is simply a light is simply this magnification point that by nature of their being is shifting and what i love is it's not time space bound right we've got personages that were these points of light in all the history of humanity Mm -hmm. that by the concentration and potency of that happening within this creative world is still shifting things Mm -hmm. ah Yes. How delightful is that? Much that needed. It's, it's, yes, much needed. <laughs> that it's not fixed. That it's no, not fixed. Or we're not that, meant that to it be could fixed, not are we? Be. You know, it's not right. about destination. It's about <laughs> journey. Yeah. <laughs> That's the point. A lot of people, I think, and I think it's the human condition, is that we're looking for this destination. Well, when I arrive, uh, no, you're uh-huh. missing the point. It's about every step you take on that journey of life. That is that is the point. When you arrive, it's just a place that you're going to stop over for a moment before the next journey. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so we really are trying to get people out of an um, an old way of thinking, which I think was so very body-based, human-based. Yes. You know, we we use the word human being. But when we look at it, we've been homo sapiens for so long that we forgot about our beingness. And now when we address ourselves as human beings, we're embracing the being of human, that astral, that beautiful cosmic being of, of, of this human connection, this human partnership. Um, and it's when we realize that to embrace the whole of us, you know, uh, as you say, that light, the, the people that we look on as the gurus and the masters are purely people who have found that light. And right. through through their own divine purpose, have now become that disco ball <laughs> that's shedding light on other people. But you've got to come to the dance, mate. <laughs> that's right. I love how you put that. Yeah, and Chris, yeah. I love Christina when you were pointing to the experiential quality of that because it's truly love. It's love that casts out the fear. Fear keeps us separate, but as we experience love, it's the one force that will really dissolve fear gently, instantaneously, dynamically, purely. purely. I, I just, I, yeah, I'm just really, I, in my, in my inner chamber of soul and heart, I, I really, I feel deeply humbled when I have these moments with you, Sarah, and your guests, and Kimberly today. I just, there's a huge wave of love in in this conversation and right here right now um
and I, I want to just extend a, a, and kind of springboard off of what Kimberly had said about uh, our our finding our own light, and then as we you know, as we sit next to others or, or we present to them, oh, here's here's my light. Look, other people, they come, they see the light. Um, and then, you know, immediately just pointing people back to their own inner light. I, I believe this is also um, extremely important if you, if you are in service, if you're listening to this and you're someone who's in service, um, who's chosen that, that that, that be you know, the first stop, that that, that be your first, um, I think, measure of, of, of service, really, is mm-hmm. to to really direct people um, in your own way, um, whether it's out loud or, or in silence, but, but to direct your energy um, back to that person so that they recognize their own inner light. I, I think there is that, yeah. that sort of um, tendency as humans to want to latch on to Somebody else. the external. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. say, here's the light, I found it, you know, and I no. think it's just ex- extremely important for people in service. And I just feel really passionate to say that is that, um, to make sure that, that, um, you are in your own journey of service, that you're making sure that you, um, point people back to their own light. And then there, you find that the light grows. So yes. sitting with others, the light only can grow. It well, just, you know, if you've got amazing. that crack in the door there, right? It you know yeah, it's right. its way through, and, and you know, right. and, and you know, doing these shows, and, and everybody has a journey, and you know, some people have come from extreme darkness and loss, um, you know, some things that how can a human even bear, and yet because they yeah. found that light within them, you know, now they are that beacon of light. They are that if it, to others they are if they can overcome that, if they can still thrive not just survive what they've been through and be this beacon of light to us now, surely there must be some light within me. And it, it, we, we talked about earlier about permission. And I think a lot of people think, well, you know, I've sinned or I've done wrong or I'm a loser, I'm a this, because human beings have been telling me that all the time. And it is, no, you're just a person on a journey seeking to find your instrument. The light is within you. Let someone find that light. Let someone shed that light on you so you can find that light within you. And when you've got it, let it shine. Let it shine because that's what its purpose is to do. So I think as human beings, we've got to give ourselves permission to stop beating ourselves up, to forgive ourselves of any past choices we've made. We made them in ignorance at the time. Once you're enlightened and you know there is more, that is the time to seek the possibilities, all that can be, not all that has been. Mm, yes, mm. I love all of that. That's um, and for those of us in service of the journeys of others, to provide the presence that those threads of guilt, shame, blame that so much of humanity holds within as as this means of, of being just or true, uh, those ways we hold ourselves in bondage, we can do such a great service to presence in such a way that the person not only feels held in the ways that they're propagating or doubting themselves or propagating guilt or shame, presence that and presence that Ah, oh, I see the value you have to offer. I see the light 
that you are. I see that this small little point of where you feel like you were a failure is not at all what is the case. Mm-hmm. Not in the bigger picture of right. things. Just, just their yeah. life's lessons along the way, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 I would have to add to to that that just that lovingness, that radical acceptance, it, just absolute acceptance and love, pure love, is that even when one discovers their light, that it's enough, and that mm-hmm. right there mm-hmm. is enough. And you are doing service. Some people, once they become, as you say, Sarah, and I'm going to use that word, enlightened, then then they go, okay, well, I'm just sitting here. I'm not giving anything. I'm not doing anything for anyone else. I've got to be of service, quote unquote. And I think it's important to also say that it's enough for you to just be present and to not contribute to the suffering to not create suffering for yourself or for others and just continue that and that is enough it is enough to simply discover your light and to nourish your light um and and you can begin with that and just just as kim really pointed out just to um to recognize and to feel cradled and and to find that within yourself and and sustain that you know every day of your life um, what a gift to yourself, and you're worthy of that. Your worthiness of that. And, and that I, will always, to add to it, because I know probably you both have found that there can be something that can be doubting of of the worthiness or the, the meanings that we're living out, the meaning in life, if we just surrender into that. But that's always a dynamic state. That's the mm-hmm. only place from which true action that is loving comes from. So if there is any action steps that are meant to come forward with a life, resting into the wholeness of I am the light mm-hmm. by by its very nature is alchemical. Mm-hmm. And then any movement, if you will, even if it's the batting of an eyelash, (laughs) (laughs) is effective and accomplishes its end. So there's this incredible paradox to the beingness that is at the service of the becomingness. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that because, you know, I've always been a person who's had to be in service. You know, had to be mm-hmm. a meaningful purpose. My my life has to count for something. If I'm not contributing, I'm a waste of space. You know, that's always been my little demons there. But my my service and my my measure of of whether I was worthy or not was based on you know other humans of what they could get from me, and, mm. and consequently, I was not giving to myself. And when I stopped and and became selfish by investing in myself and learning to love myself, I then discovered truly what my calling was um, and fell in love with what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And now I've stepped into my worthiness and there is no longer a need of approval. You either get me or you don't, and that is okay. I can only speak to those that can hear me. That's all Mm. I'm required to do. For those that aren't ready to hear me or I'm not speaking the language they wish to hear, that is also okay. And I think, you know, you step into that and there's there's an awful lot of giving yourself of that inner love of like you're not meant to be 
the big bright light to shine on everyone. Your light oh. might just be a little torch just to shine on a few, and that is enough. Oh. Wow. <laughs> and we're all, I love to think of us all as a sea of wild flowers in a field. Mm. And when you gaze out, when I have gazed out on a field that is replete with many different types of wildflowers and some big and some small and all the different colors and all the different fragrances, Mm -hmm. there is a wholeness Mm -hmm. in creation right there. Togetherness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That unity, that you know, that that cosmic, beautiful, divine community that is where we're in such awe and respect of each other, because each other brings you know that different instrument or that different ingredient to the table, and we yes. celebrate each other's because I can't do what you're doing, right? Right, and and it's not for me to do what you're doing; it's to embrace and celebrate what I do. And when we come together in that field, and each of us bring what we're here to do, that field becomes abundant. And yes. that's the unity in the community and togetherness that we talk about, isn't it? Quite. And and isn't it just, it's just something to sit in the spaciousness of that. Yeah. Uh, there is so much relief in knowing that. I, I'm just so happy. and It just tickles me to, to hear you, Sarah, because your journey is just, it's pure as water. It's just like, I just I feel it as you're speaking it. I really do. And and for you to say the little torch and and that my light it may while it may not be for everyone, it may not be resonating for everyone, but that for those that it reaches that it is a light and and I'm going to share it and and that's enough. Yes. What a what a relief. I I literally I, that's just it's so much open spaciousness. Ah. Mhm. Yeah, exactly. We are yes. <laughs> we are abundant, <laughs> right. and in our yeah. abundance, our Man. cup runneth over. And all those that that will receive our abundance are those that are open and ready to receive, right? And that's all we can be: be honest and true within ourselves. And in that that truth, will honesty will will reach those that are ready to receive it. You can't help people until they're willing to help themselves and open up their channels to receive. Hmm. There's a beautiful story uh, that I used in, in a talk. I gave a talk at a festival this weekend, and I drew upon this story from the Gospel of John. I think it's chapter 12, and it is the story of Mary Magdalene uh, putting oil on Jesus' feet. And if you look at the text, it's really a, a model of our, each person's inner calling. She breaks into the room. She's unstoppable. She's got a liter of aromatic, expensive oil, probably sealed at the top of a glass jar. She breaks the jar open. She pours not just a little handful of the oil, but the entire liter of oil on his feet. She wipes the feet with her hair, and the fragrance fills the whole room. Mm -hmm. And... To me, that speaks to each person. Each of us has this fragrance mm. that mm. is meant to fill the whole room. And we're called in to live that audacity, that boldness. Yes. You have be so on fire with love that we don't care what anybody thinks. 
We put no limits on the amount of oil we use. <laughs> we think nothing of breaking open the glass jar on the side of a chair. Right. And we do nothing less than use all our own hair, all our own body in the process. And what that passage speaks to, to me, is exactly what we're talking about in this call. The question is, what happened before she entered that room? What was the yes? What was the surrender? Mm. What was the love that ignited in her that moved her into complete non-self-reflectedness and she was in the motion of love? Right. That to me is the answer of being our light. If we keep our questions rerouting us back to how am I inspired? What inspires me? What's the quality of my surrender? Am I expanding? If we keep pointed back to that place, then we'll be in the motion that that Mary Magdalene right. story is. Well, and then our fragrance fulfills all of creation. Exactly. And, and what's my motto here that I'm always saying, ladies? Inspiration for invitation. When you're inspired mm-hmm. and you share that inspiration, it becomes an invitation. She was inspired and received that invitation to take action. And in that action, she then inspired others. It's not about competition. It's not about hierarchy. It's about inspiring and then inviting people in that inspiration to seek their own light, to seek their own abundance. It's all about inspiration. Inspire someone just by being you. That's all you have to be. So I know that a fellow would agree with that most certainly. Um, and Absolutely, course, yeah. And and I have yeah. to say too, you know, a fellow, when needed, and when called, I think a fellow has her voice. And and I open, of course, I'm I'm a vessel for for her work and her service. But I also, I feel like very often, as I said in the beginning, we we aren't giving ourselves enough permission to really mm. let that. Um, essence really waft through the air, right? And just right. take it in and, and be present with silence. So, so to, to honor that, that that's, that's just a, a beautiful, a picture story um, that you shared there, Kimberly. And so just, just honoring that with just some silence and just taking that in. Just I mean, Kimberly, you truly understand the value of silence. And, you know, people oh, want you to saturate with things all the time. But in silence is where you hear your truth. In oh. silence is where you make that connection. In silence is where all the answers are. And we're so busy looking for it elsewhere that we forget. Be still. Be quiet. It's there. Oh. So well well said. Uh, we do look for the words. Um I know in my own experience with channeling and and with working with an angel, there are many times where there are no words, Mm -hmm. that it's, it's the honoring of energy that is. Yeah. And, and that, that, by the way, is very inspiring, very potent. It's just, and it's, it's so radically different than what the world um, is currently when we when we walk outside when we when we get into um, the day and, and we're outside out and about it's so different to 
simply be silent and and to honor silence uh, and honor energy or life or source it, whatever title you choose um, and I think I believe these opportunities they are they are much needed they are really needed um, and and I think that is where um, you can really connect very swiftly very quickly to do your own your own beaconing system of light, what what you see or feel as light, one of the fastest ways, I believe, is is to enter into that sacred silence. Mm-hmm. Most certainly. I mean, from a person coming from 10 years of silence and obviously into the noise and the hustle and bustle of life, you know, how do you go back into your silence, Kimberly? How do you go back into that? And, and, and is it does it have a different meaning now? I uh, I feel like I'm in silence wherever I am. Mm, so I came to a place at a certain... I don't even know when it happened, but uh, I never feel like there's a returning or a cultivating or... I simply just feel like I'm walking in that matrix. So even when I was at this thousands and thousands of people event this weekend, I felt that I was there in this beautiful sea of silence where communication was happening on many levels yeah. in addition to the voice mm. and the, the things that we identify as, as noise or sound. Yeah. Uh, subtle sound is much more dynamic than uh, the, the audible sound that we, we tag labels onto. Mm-hmm. So, yes, so I love being a part of um, people's process in finding out what silence is for them but that's what it is for me yeah. so there is I never find any leaving of it anymore which is really delicious yes it feels rich all the time it's like an, an everything and a nothing all at once isn't it you know I kind of mm-hmm. relate it to a very deep breath you know and in that deep breath and that release you know you are oh. everything and nothing at once and it's until you've been there, it's very hard for people to comprehend. But when you have been there, then you understand. And, you know, nature, I mean, the the beautiful language of nature. I always say, for me, I need to be <coughs> near, near trees, breeze, and water. Uh, the ripple and the sound of the water, the rustle of the leaves, and the breeze that just dances around you is the energy that rejuvenates me. And it's um, it, <laughs> it's it's a symphony itself. And, uh, you know, and just feeds my silence and, and nourishes me because I'm tapping into that energy and when we're looking at it everything is energy and you're saying in your silence you are seeing and feeling and being the energy and you're seeing that dance going on and you don't really need to hear the content because you're seeing how the energy is all coming together and forming its own little symphony mm-hmm, for sure <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I know in in the experience of, um, of course, I, I have such a an appreciation for Kimberly's experience. Kimberly in in silence for so long, um, and and human clock time—that's what Othello calls it. I mean, we we think of the length of time that you had dedicated, devoted yourself to living in that way and, and, and honoring silence. Um, of course, now it's. I'm sure to you it, it's it is it's part of who you are. It's it's 
in you. It's it is you, and right. and so there's there's no falling out of that. There's no reverse on that, and I feel. I feel myself in my own journey uh, with Othella that more and more um, there's this convergence. There's this entering into stillness um, quite rapidly and then feeling this, and, and I can only sort of point to words, but I, I would call it peace, a, a peace that is um, incomprehensible, really. And I, I feel like just sharing this is that the more that we enter into our own in our own way into that silence i think the more that light grows i think they are one in the same and and through that you're you're able to relax and and that's where i, I believe we receive healing and light and, and solution can appear and we leave room for all sorts of things yeah. to arrive to us um what a healthy healthy practice um, that is. Yeah. And, and one that so. humans are finding a hard time doing because they just don't know how to be still or be silent. They're constantly mm-hmm. looking for the exterior. Um, you know, and I know that it's, it's hard to initially do, but when you do, you seek that and you love that. Kimberly, I want to, I want to hit on something else with you because, you know, from past shows that we've done, in, in a lot of ways, you're a little bit of a nomad, aren't you? Because you're constantly kind of going places and reaching out to the people. Um, have you at any time in your life, in your aloneness, which silence um, is a different connection, and, but it's aloneness from the human aspect, do you feel compelled to, to keep with the travels because it's always about tapping into different energies, going to places that will serve you, that can serve others? Is there a draw to it? Well, uh Probably that's a complex answer. You know, in some ways, I'm, I'm an adventurer. My my personality is adventurous, so I enjoy newness, new experiences. But I think on a larger plane of that, because I love intimacy and continuity and mm-hmm. the sense of familiarity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel that the human race as a whole is my tribe. Mm. So... I think my feeling of that is what results in my traveling and speaking to wide varieties of different sorts of collections of people with different beliefs and identities. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not sure why that's so, why my sense of feeling connected with the human tribe isn't showing up just in me staying local right. mostly, but it does seem to have... Missionary is not a really great word for that because I'm not going into territory that's unknown. I'm going to territory that's more greatly known. Mm-hmm. And usually people of all these different backgrounds feel really comfortable with me. They feel comfortable to self-disclose a lot. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit of a, a resonating of, okay, yes, what I'm feeling is what they're feeling too, so it's a service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think traveling will probably always be an integral part of what I do, but I'm not a gypsy soul. I'm, I'm I'm really grounded, and so I like feeling like I've got a home or I've got a something I can lean into physically as well. Uh, and mm-hmm. so part of this must be for my further formation. These past years have involved an incredible amount of travel, and mm-hmm. it's probably forming me and teaching me something that 
you know, I'm still meant to learn. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I hear you on that one because I feel I'm definitely kind of a gypsy soul. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I was just talking to someone the other day, uh, and you know, I'm about to move again. Um, and it's, but this time I don't know where to go. So I'm kind of even thinking of just putting everything in storage and house sitting. And just kind of being free to be wherever I need to be. And, but uh, the other side of me would love and longs for a sanctuary that is my space. Um, yes. but it keeps telling me, no, not yet. <laughs> oh, please come on. <laughs> Give me a little sanctuary. <laughs> I, I think I have yes. a little, yeah, I, I think I could identify with, with both, um, Kimberly and Sarah, with both, um, both sides of that as well. It's like the, the, the the gypsy spirit right the the wanting mm-hmm. to to do the free form dance the free flow dance yes. um and that's that that in of itself there's a freshness to that yeah. um i'm I, you know Othella said you know pack your bags get ready we're, we're going on a latin american tour and i'm going are you are you serious really <laughs> and so and <laughs> so here we are and and we just did we we've not been here but we're in the yucatan by the way now so that um I know you all can't see me. I have I have quite a tan now from coming from Seattle, of course. So um, that that's a long journey and and very hot as well. The the climate here is is quite different and very tropical. Um, but she had said, you know, we when you're expanding and you're on, you've 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 said yes, you've said yes mm. to to this quote unquote job, and so we're going now where there there's need and and we're going to be meeting and touching people who um who really not only needing this and wanting this but but also just you can be in that energy um being close to such things such as pyramids and where there's a lot of um i think there's a lot of people who in their heart center in the heart space um they're they're opening up and and it's kind of like you know the flower the petals are are opening up and so as you travel, just be aware that, you know, you're going to be touched, touched by and touching towards mm. that, that energy. And, and just be, just stay open to, to what is and, and how it unfolds. And so uh, we've been here three weeks now and, and just did our, our first live, um, TV appearance. And I had some, some real help, a heap full of help from Othella in speaking Spanish throughout this interview. And it was, um, it was quite something to to channel in a different language <laughs> and and to be you know very present. There again, we talk about the presence mm-hmm. and just to hold the light, gently cradle the light, and then for those who who seek and who want wish to touch that, to be available, to be available for that. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's such a gift. And the traveling, I, I really identify. With what you're, with what you're sharing, and there's a freshness. Um, of course, for me, uh, having water and ocean yeah. um, has always been something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, the water, you know, is it's an anchoring for, you know, mechanism, and it's, it's yeah, beautiful conduit, totally yeah. conduit. Yeah, and, and mm. that that's so pure and cleansing. Well, we so know it, it, energy doesn't stay still; it's a constantly on the move, and I think that. When we stay still, I know that I, you know, that 
I was in danger of becoming complacent. Yes, what I do mm -hmm. is I interview people around the world. So I am virtually everywhere, right? But when it comes down to my physical being, I had become a hermit, and which is something that's unhealthy for people like us because we mm -hmm. need to be amongst people, amongst mm -hmm. energy. You know, how can we shed light if we're, you know, in our little dark hole? Um, yes. And so, you know, the, there's that human side of us, especially as we get older, that, you know, yes, we would like our nest. And I would love to have a nest to come back to. But it's like, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm going to make you feel uncomfortable here because it's time for you to move on. They haven't told me where I'm going <laughs> or how I'm getting there. But apparently I have to uproot Thank again. Thank you for that courage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I have yes. no option. You know, they just come put things in place. Well, no, I'm going to take away that security and you're out there, mate, flapping in the wind again. And I say, that's, that's all very well when I was younger, but as you get yeah. older. Yeah. The groundless. <laughs> it's the true. It's true. Yes. It is. Groundless. It is just. Yeah. 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 Mm. And, and of course, when I'm out there doing it, you know, I'm in, I'm in complete, you know, um, joy of it. It, it is that like, okay, where do you want me to go now? <laughs> so it's, uh, it is very interesting, but I think that's what keeps it alive. And I think that's something we have to remember as the human beings that we are. Energy never sits still. We're not meant oh. to sit still. We are constantly meant to be exploring because as you said, Kimberly, you're, you're an adventurer, an explorer by nature. Mm -hmm. And the more we're willing to explore, the more we expand. And, um, and the more we share that light and the more light we, we consume as well. So it's don't be stagnant in your life, right? Be willing to flap those wings and see where they'll take you. Yes. And, and I, I just have to share one little, little piece that came to, I just saw a flash, a vision really of the other day picking up a, a very, very large, um, conch shell. And, and just wanting to, to be with its beauty, I, I looked inside and there was a creature in it. Um, and these, these creatures, they, they can, uh, and I believe the, I'm not sure about the correct term, I think it might have been a crab, but it, uh, they can at any time choose to upheave and, and walk out of their shell and opt for a different shell, even of a different size. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. And they will, they will do this of their own decision, right? Mm -hmm. They, they just, They'll just do it. And that's just wonderful to see um, in nature. We see examples of this groundlessness, this ever-shifting, ever-movingness of life. And we we are, of course, we're part of nature, so we, we are doing the same. Nothing stays the same as no. that's... And how boring that's just, would that be? Yeah, that's right. It's not exciting. <laughs> we, we get excited by watching the clouds going by. And I don't know about you, but I always see images in the clouds. And we love seeing the wind shake those leaves and just move life. You know, we love the current and the water because it's constantly moving things. So we've got to realize we are made up of energy and water. And we are meant to physically move, emotionally move, and spiritually move. We're not designed to be stagnant. That's where we get trapped. Mm -hmm. I think was it Einstein said so well that if we're if we're not moving forward, we are not moving. We're moving backwards. Right. Just yeah. as a metaphor. Yes. In that there is always expansion, and there's even more research done about the scale expanding cosmos. Yeah. Which means everything's proportionately magnifying at every moment. Yes. So why well, not I mean, just 
jump on the cosmic train. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, look, look at that now. They're thinking of adding, you know, another, um, you know, an astrology. Is that because of the way the time has changed, that we need a thirteenth one, mm-hmm. not just twelve? And so we have to look at yes, you know, this Earth is constantly shifting. You know, and its axle is constantly shifting. The universe is constantly shifting, and we've got to, you know, stop being so fearful and shift along with it. I was just going to say that that's when, the, for a lot of people, even just um, touching, you know, sort of a touch and go. If you touch into this concept of change and everything's changing, there, there, there rise rises up the fear. There, there can be fear that comes up immediately. So, so just recognizing that um, and being very loving at the same time when when the fear rises up just just a lot of self-care a lot of love um and invite, tenderness to oneself courage in yes that's when we discover how courageous we are you know again look at the shows i've done of the people of the things that they've gone through and i look at their strength and their courage and they did not find it alone they found that strength and courage when they embraced that divine source and look, you know, what they've managed to overcome. I and mean, we've got to realize we're not alone as human beings. Um, we have that beautiful divine source. And we then find our own beautiful tribe here on this planet of people that are in that same like energy or people that are wanting to enter that energy. And then that energy just expands in that love. And whenever we see somebody doing something horrible to another human being, I wish them heart and love. May the heart consciousness awaken. May they actually understand love, because you cannot harm another if you're in that space of love. Mm. Yes, yeah, so well put. And there again is that I love this kind of pause for for I the energy. To, <laughs> yes, to just to just ring out and to just absorb. Um, and, and again, l- light. Darkness cannot prevail or exist in light. So, so finding out, figuring out, I think, again, figuring out how quickly you can, um, step into your own light or, or realign, let's call it that, realign yourself with your source and, and doing that throughout your day as you're driving, as you're going to the post office, as you're doing everything. And as you said, Sarah, you know, even even when you are witnessing or you are um, experiencing firsthand someone else's unconsciousness, um, hurt, pain, and, and all of that, but that you, you consciously choose, you make that choice to emerge and, and be in alignment with yourself, your your own true light. And, and to do that as a, as a habit, really, as a... I think yeah. also, you know, I, I don't know whether you will agree with me or not, Kimberly, but the, the, there's also something about silence where you actually step into the darkness. And I'm not talking about the darkness of repression and fear. I'm talking about that darkness of peace, where mm. you can step into that darkness and you are that little ball of light that is kind of rejuvenating and listening and learning. Um, and I used to be trapped in the darkness and, you know, a lack of, of empathy. You just had apathy and just no connection to life. Um, and that was a different type of darkness and one that you can be afraid of. But when you step into that piece of darkness uh, and you see the light that you're meant to see in that, the clarity 
the clarity of your light in that set in that background it is truly very peaceful and beautiful so i don't know if any of you have experienced that but for me it's it's it is a place of peace yes yes for sure i think as well uh that darkness is a great metaphor for simply the unknown and yeah. since we're partly um we're largely unconscious and the ineffable of which we're embodying is largely unknown to us stepping into darkness is an integral part because it's the dismantling of the limited ways we're believing holding to something and allowing a spaciousness so that we can directly experience light in a greater potency and poignancy um, I love in Psalm 19, verses 3 and 4, day unto day tells the story, and night unto night reveals the message. Mm-hmm. That in the very heart of dark, we find that the message, the divine message that's meant to be enlivened in within us, it's revealed. Yeah. It's as though the veil can be pulled back and the immediacy can happen within us in a new way mm-hmm. totally absolutely and it's 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 that clarity is just so peaceful it's so clear and so peaceful you know and again yes. we've got to stop looking at things that are coming in and as making human sense sometimes it makes soul sense and the human <laughs> understanding of that soul sense will come as you walk forward but sometimes right. it, that clarity in the human sense isn't that like you know, I'm off nomading again. Uh, it makes spiritual sense completely, but the human side of it is of how, what, where, when doesn't yet, but it will be revealed as long as I trust the journey. Um, and that's the thing, isn't it? Trusting the cosmic truth, the divine truth, for it will give you the clarity, the knowingness that you need when you need to know it. Um, and that's stepping into that trust and faith without having to have everything labeled in front of you of this is it, you know. We don't need to always understand in the moment. It will unravel as time goes by. Yes. I I sense, too, it's important to say here with that, Sarah, that if we are kind to ourselves and we reside or we we endeavor to to make the present moment our, our resting place. Mm-hmm. As, as much as we can, that, that we, we then find that this, um, this process, this trusting, um, feels a lot more like our friend rather than the, the shakiness of, of fear. You know, and I, 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 my sense is, is that that is the correct way to say that, but really that we, the more that we can align ourselves with this current moment and, and celebrate what is and that we don't get too caught up with oh we've lost her again come back ah <laughs> she slipped she slipped by yes a little probably she a fella moment or a friend that's <laughs> oh you came back good we lost you for a moment yay <laughs> yes so i was just saying that's the yes right that so that's the yes that we can give to ourselves is is just that trust um, that comes with um, this current moment. So if ever we're finding it difficult, um, I think the, the trust, um, having yeah. that trust in faith that we can um, turn our attention to to this current moment. And that's a great 
um, that's a great life skill. That that's a great way to live, and it's a great way to to say yes and to trust. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bringing the soul, the heart, the spirit into the equation, and not just the mind, um, mm. and then you get the whole picture. Um, but it will be revealed when the time is right, and that's one thing we have no control over, is it? We have no control over time, and so if we concentrate in living in our now, in our moment, in the gift of the present, um, we won't fret over time because what needs to happen will happen when it needs to happen. But as human beings, we like to work by the clock and the time, and that can sometimes be our detriment. I think the mind, I believe the the mind, in my work with Othella most especially, um, I've just noticed, um, even with myself, um, management of one's mind is can be a huge barrier to mm-hmm. living in this current moment. Um, and, and we just find suffering. I, I think that if we step off of, um, if we, if we stray too far from, from our sense of presence, our oneness, our, our sense of ourselves, that, that we find ourselves in past or in future or we're battling with our, our mind quite often. Um, or it, it just won't stop. We, we just have no sense of we have no ability to to be silent or be with ourselves mm-hmm. um and and we look for distraction i think because of that. I, I mean i'm saying things i think that kimberly probably <laughs> experienced um very much firsthand because it, it's my understanding that when you're in silence for long periods of time um the, the mind is i mean you're with your mind it's it's there. You're very in, intensely aware of thought and time and, and, and the comings and goings of, of the mind. And you have, you have a lot of awareness that can be built there. Yeah, I think what was wonderful, there were so many things I loved about living primarily in silence. And one of the things I was looking forward to was the direct encounter of myself. Mm-hmm. And when when you have no other option than to encounter yourself, because we can have little ways we distract away, even if it's turning on the radio, you know, to mm-hmm. ease the discomfort that can come when we're in contact with the uncomfortable parts of ourselves. But on the positive side, when your back is against the wall and you want to have peace, inevitably you learn what works and what doesn't work. And force never works because that's mm-hmm. the mind trying to force the mind. So ultimately, it's really the gentle, unconditional acceptance, allowance, and graciousness of the mind and the heart because because within the emotional body, we carry so many things that will take us in so many directions that oh. are not ultimately peace-giving. Mm-hmm. And all of that, comes to the fore when you're living in silence and you have no other choice and eventually even just for the sake of sanity you're like okay i'm gonna just have to really let this one go like really (laughs) surrender yes (laughs) or or, (laughs) (laughs) a hard one for people to do but that's what you have to do it's like okay okay i hand it up to you i've got no control here i surrender Surrender. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> 
Well, you know what? We, so, we are paper coming to tiger. I, I was just going to say, paper tiger comes to mind. Like the the, the surrender of of um, our mind made pain and suffering. So yes, I I, yeah. I chuckle at that though. I really appreciate um, <laughs> what you just shared, Kimberly. That's just beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> I mean, if we get out of our own way, we actually are incredibly awesome creatures. We have so much capability. And when we, you know, tap into into our beautiful divine partnership and be one, then we truly understand what our purpose and and calling here is in life, and then our contribution, and uh, and realize that our light is very very significant in you know in that collective field of beautiful flowers, and um, and we all have a role to play, and it's not dictated by what others want from you; it's dictated by what your purpose is and your divine DNA. And when we tap into that then we can set ourselves free. So we have come to the end of our time here. So I'm going to ask each one of you to give your, your site if you have anything coming up that you wish to share. And um, Kimberly, we'll go with you first. Yes, so my website is KimberlyBraun.com. My email is Kimberly at KimberlyBraun.com. I am going to be in D.C., and if you'd like to connect with me there, I'll be leading a day retreat called Arise, My Beloved Income. I'm going to be starting a teleseminar class on some mystical poems and going to Spain next July to break open some mystical poetry of Teresa of Avila and John of the Cross. Nice. So if you want to have more information about that, Please contact me because it is going to be really juicy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh. And Kimberly Brown is B-R-A-U-N, just for people to know. So KimberlyBrown.com. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and yes. Christina. So exciting. So new offerings. Yes. So you can find myself and, of course, my guide, um, Guru Angel, call her what you will. She is uh, amazing, and she heals um, not not just physically. Um, we're talking from all, all different kinds of, of um, affliction of mind, body, spirit. Um, she's she's just a wonderful guide, and you can find her at afella.org. That's the organization that um, we have, and, and under her direction, of course, we are now on our Latin American tour. Um, we are in the Yucatan Peninsula, and this. Summer, we are having a series of live events. Uh, we just got done wrapping up with our Hawaii tour. You can see that on the website at athella.org. And um, these these next events, we have them in Merida, we have them in Cancun, and also Playa de Carmen. So if you're if you're on vacation or if you're thinking of vacationing this summer, this might be a great opportunity for you to meet with Athella and just sit in her energy, um, which in and of itself is. Um, beautiful and mm-hmm. uplifting. Um, and these series of events that are coming up, they're called, she's, she's named them aptly, and this is amazing, this, In the Name of Love mm-hmm. is the series that we're doing this, this summer. Um, and her, my website, you can find me, I'll spell it, it's athella.org, it's A-T-H-E-L-L-A dot O-R-G. Excellent. And of course, right here on selfdiscoveryradio.com, all you have to do is put in their names in the search bar 
and uh, their own page mm-hmm. comes up with all the other shows they've done with us. Um, they have done other shows with other people on roundtables, plus, you know, had their own individual shows. And I really do invite you to come and listen to them because there's so much both of them that can share with you and teach you and, and illuminate you and, uh, you know, take the journey uh, because they've both got so much to give as well as the people that they're also doing shows with. So um, all you do in the search engine at selfdiscoveryradio.com is put Kimberly Brown or Christina Hill Mm -hmm. and their own identity comes up with everything there. It's been wonderful having you back here uh, again, ladies. Uh, This has been a divine experience. And uh, (laughs) I thank you both. It certainly has. um, So just, you know, a a quick closing from each of you, um, Kimberly. Um, May life inspire you, all of you. May you feel yourself breathing the presence and being breathed. May you be consoled to that degree. Beautiful. Christina? We are accompanied by and always attended to by light. And there are light beings. You are a light being. There are light beings around you right now. And source, light, life, whatever it is you call it, take a break, take a pause, put down everything and just breathe and be with what's around you because, you know, life is here for you. Life says yes to you and all that is required is for you to be aware of it, to align yourself with it. And, and this is a, this show is a great way to just remind yourself to do that. Thank you. Well, thank you both yeah. very much as well. It's been absolutely lovely to have you both here. Um, always enjoy both of you. Um, you know, it's such beautiful, pure spirits. And, uh, you know, I know that whoever listens to this show will be uplifted, but I also know that the energy in which this show has been conducted today has already got out there and reached people. They're being touched. They're not quite sure by whom, but they're feeling that awakening. And it's, um, it's a very be- beautiful gift to give. So, Thank you very much, Kimberly and Christina, um, for your wonderful um, mm-hmm. wisdom, knowledge, and um, <laughs> and love and love. Many Thank blessings. You. Thank you, Sarah, mm-hmm. for all you are <laughs> doing in the world. Oh, yes, yes. Loving light mm-hmm. to both of you. And I, you I, too, I think Christina. <laughs> <laughs> such beautiful light. Brilliant light that both of you share. So I'm so humbled, and, and thank you all for listening as well. Thank you. Well, folks, it's a beautiful story here and one that we hope that really wraps its arms around you. And remember, I promise you, it may be cliche, but love does heal all. Welcome to love. Bye for now. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.